I don't know if you've ever heard of this skit from SNL, Coffee Talk, but that is so the vibe of today's podcast. Pardon my accent, but not because obviously Coffee Talk originated somewhere from the Northeast. I don't know if you've never seen the SNL skit, YouTube it. It's definitely out there. But the reason why that comes to mind for me is because I have my friend Davida on the podcast today and we're just like OG friends. You know, we have been just in each other's orbit for years now and she's just so cool. Like we can shoot the shit. It is very much like Coffee Talk. It's so effortless. We can talk business. We can talk spirituality. We can talk all the things. And it's just like the conversation is just like butter. It's seamless. So I really hope you enjoy this today. It's just like really effortlessly cool, chic and awesome. And we'll just give you some golden nuggets so you can just put them in your front pocket and take them with you out into whatever this week has in store for you. So without further ado, here we go. All right, pod squad. I have a dear friend of mine on today, Davida Parks, host of the shift podcast, creator, entrepreneur, fit pro, multi-hyphenate, multi-passionate, multi-multi-multi, all the things. So excited to have you on here today. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh, of course. So just for, I mean, I obviously know you, but just for the listeners, kind of just introduce yourself, what you're doing now. And then I'm excited to just peer some layers back and tell like our story of how we met and and all those. I know it's such a good one. It's such a good one. Yeah. And it's, it's such a, um, I mean, talk about the power of like social media, right? Um, so yeah, you're right. Multi-hyphenate, which is a term that I never thought that I would use for myself. Um, but when I, and actually just recently, um, came to use that term probably like in the last year. Um, and it was yeah. someone said to me like, Oh, you're doing all the things you're a multi-hyphenate. I'm like, what the heck is that? <laughs> like, Oh, you're doing all the things. And so, yeah, but everything within, um, fitness wellness space still. Um, so that's where my heart and soul lies, um, and has from day one. Uh, so I think when you and I met, I was working for, um, actually, no, it was during COVID. Was it during COVID or pre-COVID? Cause I was trying actually, to remember. maybe it was pre-COVID. Yeah, I was saying was we're, o- we're OG friends. We're pre-COVID yeah. fit pro friends, which is you know, rare since it boomed. And a lot of, a lot of stuff has happened since then. Yeah. So much. All right. So I'm going to tell them my backstory of how I remember it. So, and this is kind of a testament to what I'm doing now. And I was really just marinating it in it when I was like, anytime I take a shower before the podcast, I'm like, you know, doing my hair and I'm like, "Mm, what am I going to like, where do we meet? Like, And what came to me was I have this very like visceral, bright memory, like deep memory of me kind of like lying on my bed in my old apartment and getting a DM from you. That's like, Hey, can we talk? Can we just like talk? And I was like, yeah. And I just like sent you my phone number, like no idea. I mean, we had chatted before, but, and then we just kind of got on the phone and we were just going back and forth about like, what works for me? This is what's working. Um, and, and just kind of ideating together. And it was my first real experience with really what I'm doing now is like the coaching space and really working with people. And I just was kind of like throwing spaghetti at the wall. Like, sure. I'll take a call with, you know, this kind of like acquaintance of mine now friend of mine through social media, but that's kind of, um, what resonated for me, but also the fact that like you were brave enough to just ask and then 
isn't it crazy when you ask what you might receive? Yeah. Yeah. So what's interesting (laughs) on my end, you're absolutely right. That is how it happened (laughs) on my end. It was, I think you had put something in your story. You were just like, does anybody have questions about whatever? And at the time I was like, well, fuck yeah, I do. Cause like I'm, I was in this (laughs) weird, like transition space of like, what do I want to do with my business next? Right. What's the next step for me? And I think at the time you were working with Jess Glazer Mm -hmm. and, um, I was working with someone who was underneath her who had like, I guess one of her first, um, first like cohorts or whatever. And so we had that connection unknowingly. And so when you put it out there, I'm like, well, she seems to be like crushing it. So I'm like, why not just like, you know, and at first I thought I was like, I was laying there and I'm just like, she's going to be like, who the hell is this person? Why is she messaging me? What is happening? And I thought, you know what? The worst case scenario, what is she going to do? Say no. And that's okay. Whatever. Or like I'm not answer me. That's my whole thing now. I always yeah, shoot my or just like, like, what not are they going to do? Just ignore me per usual. Like, let's go. <laughs> right. Right. And I was like, well, that'll be just like anybody, you know, anybody else that I DM that doesn't respond. It's like, whatever. Um, so yeah, I just shot a message out. I shot a message back and I was like, yeah, can we chat? Like, can we have a conversation? Because, um, I think you and I were both going through that transition at the same time, but it felt like for me, and maybe it was different for you, but it felt like for me that you were having an easier time with it than I was. I felt like I was struggling a little bit more to like, and maybe a lot of it was just me not wanting to let go of what I had been doing in the past because it was comfortable. Um, And you were just like, let's go. Yeah. And you know what I'm remembering too? It's, it stems from, um, network marketing. I totally forgot that we were both doing that Yeah, thing, as so yeah. many entrepreneurs start out doing, I mean, yeah. almost uh, like uh, literally everybody that I can think of or look up to or whatever was somehow affiliated in some kind of network marketing at one time. And for me, my transition was, I just remember getting on these calls with hundreds of girls and I was like, you know, I'm trying to get you to sell this thing, but you can't even sell yourself because you don't have the self-confidence instilled within you. And that's really what kind of brought me into the whole journey of becoming what I have coined as like a confidence coach. People are like, what is that? And obviously there's a lot more that goes into that, but I feel like we were both kind of riding those waves. Um, and maybe I made it look like it was, (laughs) I was doing better at it, but really I was just, you know, I've always been just like flying by the seat of my pants. Like everybody's like, you're crushing it. I'm like, am I? Cause I'm just out here flailing. Right. Right. Love I mean, oh my God. I mean, and that, I mean, that goes back to like what we talked about before with like yeah. the power of Instagram. It's like Instagram versus reality. Right. Like, as people say it to me, it's like, oh my God, you're kind of like, am I? Cause I feel like I'm like flailing right now. Flailing, <laughs> doggy paddling just to keep my nose. Oh my, like duck and water, duck and water, duck and water, sure. duck and water. Okay. So remind me, you know, you from there also, you had a pretty robust fitness career and as, as do I, and I know you're still, are you still doing kind of that training, things like that, or are you fully moved? Yeah. So post COVID, um, so before that I was with a company lifetime fitness and I'd been with them for, by the time I resigned eight years. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was going through this path. I was climbing this corporate ladder, so to speak. And, I genuinely loved what I did. I loved the team that we had in place. I mean, some of my closest friends, you know, came from those eight years, right? And we still talk and we still collaborate. Um, but COVID changed the landscape in fitness and fitness and it changed the landscape and the business model. And it was one that just didn't make sense for me anymore. And so I had to make a hard decision to step away. And that was one that literally... 
I sat with that decision for probably six weeks before I actually even had the courage to just write my resignation letter. Um, and then from there, it was like another three weeks before I actually had the courage to just like hit send. Um, but I also went back to that moment that you and I just talked about pre-COVID of, you know, just letting go and not being afraid of what's next. Um, and ironically, I found myself in the same position just like literally last month because um, <laughs> I made a transition. I'm now, I'm no longer in North Carolina. I'm in Texas um, as of last Wednesday. So I took a job, um, same company, different team, different ownership group. And it was hard because for eight years, North Carolina was home. I was close to my family. Um, but I also knew I had outgrown you know, I'd outgrown North Carolina in the same way, in the same sense, I had outgrown lifetime. Like it was time for me to move on and do some other things. And, um, I just had to keep reminding myself of that moment that you and I had where I was like, just do it, just do it, just do it. And I remember you saying to me, and cause I remember saying to you at one point, like, what if it doesn't work? And you said, well, what if it does? Right. And I, that, that comment, that statement stuck with me. Um, and I thought, you know, okay, worst case scenario, what if it doesn't work? Then I'm not going to fall completely on my ass. Like I'm, I'm skilled enough and have worked enough that I can do something else. Right. Um, so yeah, so I'm with a new company now. Um, transition has been, March was like a whirlwind. I mean, there were so many transitions. I accepted a new job, packed up my entire life, uh, like moved probably farther away from my family than I've ever been. Um, I unfortunately had to um, lay to rest a client of mine that was uh, 18, 19 years old. He passed away. And so that was all happening. I celebrated a milestone birthday. And so there's all this massive transition that's happening. Um, and I'm still, you know, probably in the, in the throes of it, but in a calmer place, right? As much as as chaotic as it feels at times and as it sounds when I say it out loud, um, there's it's almost like being in the eye of the storm, in the eye of the tornado. There's a sense of peace and calm that I have that um that I honestly didn't have just being content and being complacent where I was. Yeah. So, I'm so yeah, I'm sorry to hear about your client too. That's that's yeah. it was it was a shock and it was um you know, grief is, is a crazy thing. And, and as excited as I wanted to be for this opportunity, I was also like in this juxtaposition of like, mm. I'm having to let go of a lot of things. I'm letting go of a city that I know, a, you know, community that I've worked so hard to build. Um, I'm letting go of a client who was super close and, um, letting go of everything that I thought I knew. and and in a sense, do know, right? But I'm stepping into something that is unknown, right? And as much as I, I mean, I have friends and I have former colleagues that live here in the area, but um, it's still brand new. And that that is exciting. It's exciting. Yeah. It's something I, I talk about a lot or just allude to is like duality. Isn't that crazy? Whenever it seems to only for me really come up in these super joyous moments. Like I yeah. should be, I'm getting all the things I'm doing all these, these great things are happening. But then there's always this 
very, I don't even know if polarizing is the right word, although that does actually (laughs) in definition make sense, but it's more of this duality of like managing all your different ups and downs of your emotions while you're moving through it as it's happening, which is Mm kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I don't even know how to describe it. I think you described it best as duality. It's there's, you know, and, and it goes back to something that um, my boyfriend and I talk about a lot of times, which is happiness is fleeting, right? So if you are, you know, it's, it's to say that you're going to chase one thing or to always feel one thing is not true, right? Happiness is one of those things and joy is one of those things that you have to, um, sometimes you have to look for it, right? Sometimes it's not always going to be front and center. And sometimes it's not going to always be the easiest thing to settle into, Um, and, but that's where it's in those moments that I go back to my gratitude practice and, and just remember daily, like, I don't care what's going on. I mean, the shit could be hitting the fan times 10 and there's always something, at least one thing that I can find to be super grateful for and super thankful for. And to just like give honor and praise to, because as bad as things may seem at any given moment, it could be worse. And I've experienced worse. I've experienced like, you know, what I call the bathroom floor moment um, yeah. in my life more than one time. And, um, you know, I, I always go back to it's bad, but it's not that bad. Tell me more about your gratitude practice. You know, I love this. <laughs> I, which I will have to say, I am so pumped. I did order mine from you though. Um, oh my God, that's so, so great. Thank you. <laughs> I had to, I have this thing in my head where I'm like, I have to finish this one book before I start. I am the same way. Do not, I totally am the same way. <laughs> so I was like, when I saw it, I was like, yes. And I'm like, okay, wait, but I saw oh, in, it. Like, in 90 days, in 90 days. <laughs> I'm like, I have 12 more pages left. Um, So my gratitude practice. So this actually, ironically, I was watching this interview that Oprah did with Lady Gaga and her family. Okay. Yeah. And this was, gosh, I don't know how many years ago. Um, But if somebody out there is listening and you like know the exact date and year, like tell me because I I still don't know. But I remember watching this interview and um, she talked about, which I thought was really interesting given what you see from her on stage versus in her personal life. Mm. And she, um, Oprah asked her, how do you stay grounded? Um, with all the fame and the, you know, the fortune and the lights and the cameras, how do you stay grounded? And she said, Oh, I have a gratitude practice. She said, every single day I set aside time in my day and I write down three things that I'm grateful for. And not surface level things. These are things that are very like in-depth, like not like, oh, I'm glad I woke up. Well, hell, we all are like, no, no, you know, like no kidding. Right. But these are things that like, um, that are very in-depth that require you to actually sit and be in a place of surrender and really think about what am I truly grateful for? Not the surface level stuff that everybody says, right? Oh, I'm happy for my car. Well, that's great, right? And maybe if if you've never had a car, or if it's your first one, or maybe yours broke down, then like, yeah, that is something to be truly grateful for. But these are things that are like more um, in depth, more spiritual, more intuitive, that really get you to sit down and think about how you show up, and not just how you show up for yourself, but how you show up for others, how you show up for you know, for me, it's how I show up for my clients, how I show up for my team, how I show up for my family, how I show up for people that 
don't even know me. I, maybe I interact with them on social media. Maybe I interact with them in the grocery store at the chain, you know, in Trader Joe's at the checkout line. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's, it's all about coming back to a place of, of what are the things in, and I mean, gosh, look at like just the world that we live in and how tumultuous things have been the past couple of years. Like if we only listen to the negative in that news cycle, we can find a lot of things to be unhappy and ungrateful for. Right. But it's what are, what are the things that are happening around me that may be small and may feel insignificant, but really, really are, are significant. They really play a huge role and a huge, have a huge impact in, um, how we go, how we do life. A thousand percent. Okay. Something that you and I have in common that I feel like is not really, it's not really talked about a lot. I feel like it's almost like not cool to, and you know, I've been struggling a lot with this word and maybe you can help me. Like, I feel like I am quote unquote, super religious. Like I, I have a very, I mean, I, I'm a, I believe in God, but like a, a very strong higher power, very strong connection with my faith. And I feel like I, I almost feel like I'm on an Island a lot of times, but, um, and I think that's grown a lot over the past few years. It's, it's definitely substantially because I feel like I, for so long, just, I would just try to muscle through it. And especially like in the thick of COVID when I was teaching outside and all this crazy, just crazy yeah. shit we did, the craziest shit. Like I think back now and I'm like, I, I do not know. First of all, I don't know if I could do it. I mean, yeah, maybe having not gone through it, through it before, like I'm having no idea being like, just totally, you know, if it was a brand new thing, but thinking back to do it again, I could never, but um, my faith has played such a strong role in my gratitude practice and me staying grounded in all of that. And I, I, I love that about you as well. Um, and I feel like we've connected a lot on that. So I'm just curious what that looks like for you and, you know, any details or musings you have around that, because I think it's so important. And I always feel like weird talking about it, which is so odd. Yeah. I, you know what it's, it's, so I will, I say this unapologetically, my faith is everything. Yeah. I don't make any, you know, there are people that don't apologize for being, uh, for not being believers for not, you know, having a, a foundation or having a belief system. So I, why should I apologize for having one? Right. I'm not judging anyone for not having one. Um, I don't want to be judged for having one, but if you do, that's, you know, your prerogative, you can deal with that. Um, but no, my faith is everything. And I, I'm very upfront about that. I talk about it a lot on my social media channels. I talk about it a lot. Like, and I'm very cognizant of not doing it in a way that is or could be perceived as offensive or, um, you know, we don't want that. St and I mean, I know, you know, faith, Christianity, like religion gets a, a bad rap a lot of times because like anything, there are people out there that take it to the extreme to push yeah. their own agenda. And that's unfortunate, right? Um, but without my, without my faith and without my belief in God and, and a higher power and a higher being, I don't, I, I don't, I, I don't think I'd be here. And if I, yeah, I don't think I, and maybe not physically, but I don't think I would be here, um, emotionally or, or spiritually, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I think I would just check out and just be 
just going through life and going through the motion and just being on that hamster wheel. And like, what kind of life is that, right? To just go through the motions. Um, I've always said that at the end of when I take my last breath, I want to look back and like have zero regrets about how I lived my life, how I shared my life, how I shared, you know, like, I don't want to look back and just think like, man, I wish I had, you know, not been afraid to share my faith or I don't want to, I don't wish I had not been afraid to talk about, you know, or say the word God in my post or, you know, so, um, for me, it's everything. It's everything. It's, it's so much of who I am and and who I've grown, um, to be and who I'm still becoming. Um, so to deny that is really to deny myself. I love that. I think I'm actively working on that and I'm not sure where I'm coming up against walls. I think what you said, like, because it can be weaponized in so many ways and I see it being weaponized in so many ways that it becomes like, so frustrating. Like, yeah, here's another thing I need to explain myself over, but I love your outlook on it. That's really helpful and cool. Yeah, It can be tough. I mean, it can be really tough. Like you, you know what I mean? I know, you know what I mean? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what you mean. No, it's it's frustrating. It really is because there are, I mean, again, it's like anything, like any, I feel like nowadays anything can be weaponized and it could be like, oh, I'm going to, you know, like back in the day, I'm sure like our parents had pictures of us like, you know, taking a bath, right? And now you can't like, it's just like, oh my God, it's like pornography and it's this and that. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, like, where is the like Like what is going on where's the innocence and where's like that childlike faith and that childlike innocence that we can just you know like everything doesn't have to be you know tawdry or like I don't know it's just yeah yeah it's exhausting how do you feel like switching kind of from faith and going kind of like what we said how do you deal with kind of like your social media these days because being social friends um now real friends very much after, I don't know, like that was, you know, seven years ago or something like that. So, or like six, maybe five, I don't know. I can math, hashtag math. Um, (laughs) feels like forever. I can count your macros. I cannot do anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, (laughs) That's great. Um, no, but you know, how are you dealing with, you know, the constant comparison you're looking at, you know, it's so, I don't know. I feel like where we were in that era when we were first, whatever, I used to find it so fun. Like social media is so fun, yeah. like meeting people, da, da, da. And now I, I find myself pretty fucking exhausted. Like it, yeah. it's become this different thing for me, a different beast. And I'm, I myself, I'm really trying to figure out, you know, it's this delicate ballet dance of like this love and hate relationship of it being like so awesome. Cause like blossoming friendships and budding, you know, business and entrepreneurial things, so much great stuff can come from it. Yeah. And it's also exhausting. So exhausting. Yeah. It is. Um, so I will, I'll share something with you guys that I did with my therapist. And this was like towards the end of last year. Mm. Um, I was now being, and I will say this now being on the other end of it, Mm. I understand why, um, I was sort of in this, this like valley moment, um, where I was being separated and pulled apart and set apart, but in the thick of it, I was like, what the heck is going on? So I probably around, I'd say maybe like June, July of last year, um, I just noticed that it was like friendships were changing, relationships were changing, um, And I was 
you know, I, I couldn't really put my finger on it. Like nothing had, you know, on my end had changed. Nothing had like shifted or there was no like blow up moment or anything. But I noticed that like there were certain relationships that even still like post COVID had gotten more and more distant. Right. And there were, even in the midst of COVID, there were relationships that I was very shocked to find that they ended. Um, and I was really disappointed, but I kind of just said, you know what, I have to just let that be what it is and just mm. move forward. Right. But there were some that, that continued on that I just started seeing like less and less and less, or I started seeing things from those people that I, I wasn't really too keen on and that were a little bit shocking to me. And so I started praying about it. I started just like sitting with it and just kind of just waiting for an answer or response. Right. And at some point I remember saying to my therapist, I'm like, I feel like I'm, I don't understand. Like I'm craving connection right now. I'm craving, um, like friendship and camaraderie and, but on a really deeper level, not a surface level, right? Like surface was a dime a dozen, but on a deeper level, like there was something that was missing that I'd had before that I didn't have then. And so we did this exercise and, and of course she didn't just give me the answer. She's like, oh, okay, we're going to do this exercise. I'm like, okay, great. Like, okay, like, add this to my plate. Awesome. Great. So around um, <laughs> October, she gave me this assignment and she's like, I want you to, she said, you're very good at connecting and building community, but I want you to not do that. And I'm like, you want me to what? I'm sorry. You want me to do what? That That's my whole being. That's what I do. That's how, you know, like whatever. And so she's like, no, I want you to stop being the first person to reach out. I want you to stop being the person to make all the plans. I want you to stop being the first person to call or text or DM or message. And I want you to see how many dead plants you've been watering. And I said, okay. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, great. And in the back of my mind, I'm just like, this has got to be the most like asinine thing that she's ever had me do. Like, what is this going to prove? So I do it. It goes on from like October to about mid December, right? So probably about a solid eight, 10 weeks, right? And so as I'm doing this, like, I'm kind of like, oh, oh, wow, this is okay. I see you now. I get it. And I was really shocked. I was really shocked. And what I found is that there were people that because I was, you know, pre-COVID, I was going to these influencer events. I was always out doing something somewhere with someone like whatever. Mm. Um, and there were people that I knew who wanted to like tap into that space. So I would just say, Hey, if I've got an extra invite, come with me. Right. Like I don't, there's enough out here for everybody. I don't like come with me network. You got to network on your own. Like I can't hold your hand, you know, through that, but come network, come meet people, get your foot in the door, like get your feet wet, see like what it's really like and see if it's something that you really want to step into. And so, um, but you know, the less, and I think post COVID too, I got really intentional about my brand and like what it is that I wanted to like focus on and who I wanted to be connected with. Yeah. And so I wasn't saying yes to everything. Right. And I wasn't, to your point, it was exhausting. I'm like, I just don't, I don't want to, right. I, I don't want to do this yeah. party or this invite or this thing. And so, but I noticed that there were certain people that anytime I was doing that, Oh, my invite must've gotten lost in the mail or, Oh, Hey, you forgot to. And I'm like, no, not really. Cause I haven't heard from you in the past six months. Like what, it, you know, like, so that was a very big eye opener for me. And part two of that assignment, she said, okay, here, now you have this information, you have this data. Now I want you to, 
to take this and make a decision. Yeah. How do you want to move forward with these relationships, with these friendships? And I was like, okay. And her, her biggest thing was anyone who, or anything that you are following on social media, primarily, um, that makes you feel less than, or makes you feel in that state of comparison, or, you know, that feels like something other than joy and happiness and excitement, let it go. Yeah. And I was like, okay, because to your point, I was looking at my feed and I was just like frustrated and exhausted. And I'm like, this should be something that brings me joy, not frustration and not anxiety and not stress. Right. Yeah. And so that had some real life application as well as, you know, what do you, what do you kind of call it? Metaverse, <laughs> I don't know what call it <laughs> um, meta application. I don't know, but, um, <laughs> um, no shade, Mark, no shade. Um, but <laughs> you know, it was just one of those things that I'm just like, I don't want to come. I come here to like, you know, have fun and share. And yes, it is a highlight reel. And yes, there are moments when I get real and vulnerable and, and open up, but this, I don't want to be angry when I look at social media. Like, I just don't want to do that. And so I had to, I went through this whole pruning process, like the end of the year. And I started unfollowing accounts and and people that just didn't really align with where I was going and where I wanted to go. I love that. The pruning process. I think that's going to be really helpful. I, the A group that's really coming to mind is like this 20 something crowd. And this happens like a few times with the different clients of mine and they're like early twenties. And then like later twenties, it's like this, I call it the shedding. I love that you called it the yeah. pruning. It means so many different things, Ooh, yeah. adjectives. Yeah. Um, um, but the shedding of like, you know, I'm, I got this new job, but these friends still want to go out and party and I don't want to do that anymore. And it's like a a shedding there. And there's all these different things. There's like, obviously times that happen, usually college to real world. And then somewhere out in the real world where things start to like escalate in a more professional or whatever adult like way for some people. And then other people go in this other direction. I call it the shedding, but I really liked that pruning process. And I think that will be really helpful for people when it comes to their, what I call social sanity. Um, I love that. Tell me when you start, when did you start your podcast? Um, so the podcast started, it was a COVID project. It was something that had been <laughs> I love like, it. I'm like, disown it. It was a COVID project. I love it. It was honestly one of those things that I, some background in radio TV, but like all three of my degrees are in marketing communications, RTV broadcasting, all the things. And so it was something that I knew that I would use at some point because at heart, I'm a communicator and an educator and um, fitness just happens to be the platform that I get to use and I'm lucky enough to use every day and I love it. Um, but the podcast was something that I was like, what happens beyond the mic? Like what happens beyond when I take that headset off? Yeah. Like when I step off that stage, when I unclip, like what happens beyond, right? Cause there's so many conversations and I, I was fortunate enough and you probably experienced this too, as an instructor It's like, you have conversations with people that where you learn things about them that are fascinating and amazing. And they have these like awesome life journeys and stories of like how they got from here to here. And and so those were conversations that I wanted to have, but I wanted to, and, and so the conversation started and, and I was like, well, 
I've got nothing but time. Time is not an excuse anymore because I'm in my house 24 seven. So, um, so yeah, started in COVID and then I just let the podcast sort of, my number one thing was I want to let this just take shape. However, it's going to take shape. And what I found is I had a format and a plan going into it. And I quickly, probably two or three interviews in realized, man, this is completely, this is going in in a completely different direction than what I thought or what I imagined, but I'm loving it. I'm really loving it. And the feedback that I was getting was, oh my gosh, like that was such, I've never heard anybody say that on like, you know, on a show or on a podcast. And so then I sat after season one, I sat back and I thought, I'm like, this has to change. Mm. And everybody around me was like, what are you doing? Like, what are you, you're getting ready to like get advertising money and all that. And I'm like, no, like I can't, like something's off. Like something has to shift something, well, shift, right. Something has <laughs> to change. And I, like I sat with it for, um, probably the last two interviews that I did, I never even pushed them out until this year. Yeah. Um, because I just kind of turned the mic on and let the conversation go where it was going to go. And it was, it was amazing. And I was blown away. And I said, I've got to rebrand. I've got to rethink how I'm going to present this to the world. Mm. And so I went through this whole process for probably two years, which seemed like an eternity in podcasting and broadcasting years. But I just thought, when the time is right and I had, you know, advertise, like people reaching out, advertisers reaching out saying, when are you going to, you know, what we're waiting, we're waiting. And I'm like, you know what? I'm, when the time is right, I'll know. I'll know. And so um, I started having conversations, interviews again. I would turn the mic on, let it go. And I'm like, okay, now we're ready. Yeah. Ready. So I rebranded everything and um, changed the focus a little bit. And it's been phenomenal. Like I cannot wait for, I had an episode that dropped this morning. Um, that is, I'm super excited about, and I have like butterflies. Um, and I'm already like, my phone is over here lighting up right now. because I can see people like messaging me about it, but, um, yeah, the conversations are amazing and they're raw and authentic. And I'm, I'm super grateful that the people that are saying yes are saying yes. Um, I can't wait to have you on. So <laughs> yeah so yeah heck yeah okay curious just because this happened to me you know like my whole thing was beyond the bike that was like literally what I called my podcast Mads Taz beyond the bike yeah um did you rebrand name or anything like that or was it always called shift no I so it started out beyond the mic oh I yeah. love that yeah. okay so it started off beyond the mic because I was thinking what do we do beyond the mic and then yeah. you know, I was like oh there's my name right there boom and then um, you know, with everything from like COVID to the election cycle to everything, I was like, we really have to, as a country, as a, as a, you know, people and a human race have to shift our, our way of thinking and being and, and interacting and engaging. And, um, the narrative have, has to shift, right. Yeah. We've got to be more open. And, and really what all this comes down to is no one's listening, mm. right. A lot of the, the turmoil and the, um, frustration and things that we are experiencing is because everyone everyone wants to be heard, but no one wants to listen. Mm. And I was like, if we can shift that a little bit, even if it's 50-50, I'll take 50-50 to start, right? Just give me a little bit. But it's just, let's be open enough and and not just 
open our mind, but our hearts enough to just have a conversation and just hear people out. And we can agree to disagree, right? But let's do it in a way that is respectful and do it in a way that is, um, that's going to move the needle forward, not backwards. I love that. Oh, okay. I want I don't want to take too much of your time up, but, um, I ask a a couple of different series of questions at the end of every podcast. They change, they come to me, like you said, like, you know, I actually never had a script, never had anything around what Wicked Fearless is. It's really just people's stories of how they're showing up and like taking brave and bold action day in and day out and 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 living um, their lives, their best lives to the best of their ability. So I love that they're just, this conversation has just been chef's kiss. Um, yeah. Okay. So what I would ask you, first one, is if you were to throw a conference or a panel or a giant event, and everybody got to leave with this goodie bag of all of these things. And you could only put one book in that goodie bag that everybody was going to leave with that you're like, this is the book for me that like changed my life, or I read it and like it just everything clicked, or one that really resonates with you, whether it's past, present, right now, or all timer, what would it be? Um, man, that's a great question. Cause I have like, <laughs> I thought of like five off the top of okay, my head. Yeah. Then say five. That's fine. Whatever. Um, At least they're coming to you. <laughs> I think. Okay. So I think the one though, that I would choose would be clarity and connection by young. Okay. Pueblo. okay. So if you're not following him on Instagram, please do it. It is like, he is probably for our generation. He's probably like, um, for me up there with like Gabby Bernstein in terms of like a thought leader for for our generation. Mm-hmm. Um, he's experienced like loss and life in a, in a way that is very, um, you think about it and you're just like, God, could I do that? Or could I survive what he did? Or could I go through what he did? And, but he's, he's married all of his experiences and conversations in life into this book. And it's beautiful. Like it's beautiful. Um, and yeah, it'd probably be that one. Okay. Because it doesn't just talk about like love and relationships. It talks about life and letting go and forgiveness and um, all the things, right? So it's it's something for every stage of emotion that we as human beings experience. Um, and he does it in a way that is simplistic in nature, but also very, very meaty and weighty in depth. And like, it gets you to think. Hmm. It sounds like very human experience, which I think is awesome. Everybody can relate to that. Okay. If you could have dinner with anyone, present, past, live, past, who would it be? Um, this is going to be so polar opposite. (laughs) But I was totally fine. Duality. (laughs) I would say either Jay-Z or Oprah. Okay, let's go with Jay-Z. Okay. And I I would choose them both for really similar reasons. Um, The thing that I love about him is you have this guy who 
grew up with nothing and like has evolved and trained. And when you're talking about evolution and shifting and, and, and just evolving as a person and as a, as a being, like he's done that at every stage of life, right? He's gone from selling mixtapes in the back of his car to now owning, you know, an NBA team. Right. And so it's the business. He has a, um, a sense of, uh, like a business sense that you don't get from an NBA program. You just don't, right. It's like, there's no formal education. He didn't go to Harvard and get his like master's in business administration and like create this multi-million dollar empire. He did it off of like, here's what I experienced as an artist and here's what I want to provide for other people. Right. And I, I think that I'm no Jay-Z gosh, um, by any means, but I think I resonate with that in the, in the sense that here's what I experienced as an instructor and as a coach coming through the ranks. And here's what I want to provide for the next wave of, of rock star instructors and coaches that are going to come through. Right. Um, because there are, and you know, this, there are gaps and and holes in, in our industry. And when it comes to education, when it comes to, um, just like teaching them, not just how to be a great instructor, but how to actually build and scale your business. If you want to be in this business long-term, right. Because this is a hustle. This is a grind, right? Like no one just comes in like, Oh, I'm going to, you know, when I started out, I had to, teach at multiple places. And I was probably teaching 25, you know, plus classes a week, just trying to make ends meet. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I remember, so, I remember those days. Yeah. I mean, and I'm just like, whoa, Lord, how did my, how did my hip flexors not explode? But, um, <laughs> you know, not die. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, like, and I think in a sense that like, I was just young and dumb enough that like, I didn't think about it. Right. Yeah. But I, I look back I now, Yeah. And I'm just like, there's no gatekeeper. There's no one there that's like showing them like, here's how to do this and do it in a way that is smart and scalable. And that's not going to lead to burnout. Yeah. There really, there really wasn't a handbook or at least I I don't, there was no handbook. I felt like there was no handbook. I was just tossed out into the wilderness. <laughs> yeah. It's like, here's your NASM CPT, boom, go do the thing. And I'm like, do what thing? And it's like, I don't know, figure it out. I'm like, oh shit. Okay, great. And you have to like, I mean, at least for like us, for like, we had to carve our own path. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think I just, that's why I said Jay-Z, because I think he's done that for the music industry. Yeah. Um, I feel like oh, they're similar in their stories too, like Oprah and Jay-Z. I, I wanted you to go with Jay-Z because I feel like a lot of people would say Oprah or like yeah. it's, and and that's not a bad thing. That's an awesome thing. Um, But I, now I can actually see a lot of similarities there, you know, yeah. with the yeah. stories. And I just love that it's music. Very yeah. cool. I'd like to have I mean, music for me is too. Like a, yeah. Music <laughs> for me is like a lifeline. So I'm like, it's the thing that's like, that lifts me up when I'm down. It's the thing that like can motivate me and like I mean you know this the power of music and next level sound is like next level and especially when you've got a room full of people and it's like the energy and the excitement and the thing and you hit that downbeat and it's like yeah right? I call it doves fly out of the podium yes. doves flying out glitter yes. co2 cannons other bombs oh my gosh it's all amazing. right I got two more questions for you and it's only because we just went down that really random little little caveat okay if you um you know, we're going back to like, you were to throw a show, a panel, whatever your show, what would your walk-in music very similar to like, you know, going to a baseball game, a player's walk-up music. If you had to pick a song, 
what would it be? I mean, it might be different on another day, but right here in this moment, what would it be? In this moment, and I will tell you this because making the drive from North Carolina to Texas was 16 hours of my yes. life. And I'm just like, oh my Woof. gosh. Woof. Um, in this very moment, it would be I'm here by pink. Okay. Great song. Yeah. And I and I'll tell you why. So that song has had like just for me stood the test of time because I'm that person that I will, and I shared this on my feed just a few weeks ago. I'm the person that that has always been very high achiever, very like, let's go, let's go, let's go to sometimes to a fault. And when I say that, I mean that I'm the person that I will hit a goal and achieve it and be like, boom, let's go to the next thing. Boom, next Mm -hmm. thing, boom, next thing, Mm -hmm. right? I don't ever stop and just take a moment to just breathe it all in and just like really acknowledge or celebrate what I've done. And I've done some hard shit. Right. And, but, and my dad always says like, don't get so wrapped up chasing the goal that you forget to live in the moment. Yeah. And so that for me, and I, I like listen to that song and repeat several times on, during that drive was, is, um, a reminder for me to just be like, you know, wherever I want to go and wherever I want to end up right now, right here, I'm, I'm here, I'm here in this moment right now. And I need to, you know, I've already seen like the lowest of the lows. I've seen the highs of the highs and I'm, I'm still here. Mm -hmm. I'm still pushing. I'm still striving. I'm still going. And it's just like, let's, be present in this moment and let's celebrate all the amazing things that we've done and then still, you know, be ready to, to, to go for the next thing. I love that so much. Final. Is there a quote or a mantra or a line that you say a lot, you live by something that just you hold close to your heart that really just resonates with you. And it can also be, like we just said, it could be right here in this moment versus an all-timer. I think for me, it is, um, don't be afraid to color outside of the lines and explore the duality of who you were created to be. Mm. Because so many times, um, everyone kept telling me to choose or to pick a lane. And I always pushed back and I said, I don't want to pick a lane. Well, you have to choose one. And I'm like, what if I want to choose three? And so many times I had teachers and this was all the way from like grade school up through college that were, that would say, well, you can't do every, you have to choose one thing. And I always thought, do I have to choose one thing? Because that's just what I need to do or do you feel like I need to choose one thing because that's what you chose to do. Right. And so I always, you know, kind of battled with that growing up. And then I finally got to a place where, you know, I said, I would just grew up here and I was just like, no, I'm not going to choose one thing. I'm going to choose multiple things and I'm going to be okay with that. And, and maybe they all fall in line and they all, you know, tie together some kind of way and maybe they don't, but I wasn't created to just be one thing. I wasn't created to just do one thing. Yes. 
So good. So good. I just want to give you the floor to fully plug yourself where everybody can find you, connect with you. If you're allowed to say where you live now. So if anybody, cause I don't know if this job is like under wraps or whatever. No, um, not anymore. <laughs> okay. Okay. So full plug floor is yours. All the things go for it. Yeah. So speaking of duality, um, so I, corporate job, I work for a company called VoloFit. So I just relocated to uh, Dallas, Fort Worth area. So we are in the midst of opening our first of 20 units, um, shifting into an area developer role. So if you are in the Dallas, Fort Worth area and you're looking for a studio home, come see me. Um, Easiest way to connect with me is on Instagram. I have a Facebook, don't really use it, but Instagram hash our uh, handles Davida J Parks, as you can find me there. And um yeah, that's it. I love that. Well, you're you've been such a treat to have on. This was such a great conversation. And I thorough I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I know it will resonate with so many people out there. So I'm very grateful for you today. Our our friendship over the years, the divine intervention of social media. Yes. Um, and I'm just really thankful for you. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And that concludes my episode with my dear friend, Davida. I hope that you enjoyed that as much as I did because it just felt like chef's kiss so good. There was just so many good juicy things in there to peel back. And I really hope that it resonated with you. As always, the coolest thing and the best thing you can do for the podcast is to like and subscribe and share it. If you got something out of this episode, tag myself and Davida on your stories. If you're walking the beach, if you're walking your dog, if you're riding your bike, if you're commuting to work, all the things, please tag us. That is always so fun to interact with you and hear how it landed for you. Until next week, may you always be joyful, loving, and above all else, fearless. Fearless.